Hello and welcome to the Create with Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Hutton. I'm a millennial business coach, a virtual assistant, social media strategist, and a confidence expert. And I am so excited that you are here joining me today. Inside the Create with Confidence podcast, we will dive into all things creating a career online, personal branding, social media marketing, mindset, confidence, and how you can build a freedom-based lifestyle. I want you to leave this podcast with confidence around your online business and the belief that your biggest dreams are possible for you. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Create with Confidence podcast. Now we are continuing with our beginner VA series today and inside today's episode we are getting down to the juicy bits. We're talking about pricing. So what you should be charging as a VA, how to create offers and also I'm going to be touching on a little bit of money mindset too because it's extremely important when it comes to money and pricing and offers and all that kind of stuff. Plus I also have a very special gift for you to go along with this episode. Now I normally only give this out to my students, but in anticipation of the course going live in a few weeks, I wanted to give you a copy of my pricing calculator so that you can know exactly what you should be charging because everybody's business, their offers, their personal circumstances are going to be completely different and therefore everyone's prices will be different. And pricing is pretty much a personal thing. So obviously I don't know your individual circumstances. I don't know your individual situation or your business model. So inside today's episode, I'm going to be talking about general terms, but the calculator going along with this episode should actually help you get a clear figure around what you specifically should be charging. And then that should obviously help you go from there where you can feel really confident around what you're going to price yourself and really confident around building out your offers as well. So to access the calculator, you're going to need to click on the link in the show notes and it's going to take you to a page where you put in your email address. So once you've done that, you'll be added to my email list and also you will go onto the founders waitlist and then the calculator is going to be sent to your email. So if you don't see it, then I want you to check your junk, check your spam folders before you send me a message on Instagram saying you didn't receive it because sometimes it goes in there. All right, so check there first. If you have any issues, then send me a message on Instagram. I'll be able to help you out. But when it comes to using the calculator, all you need to do is to just literally input your figures. It's pretty clear. It's laid out. There's boxes where you'll need to put in your specific figures and then the calculator is going to like do its own thing based on your figures. So it's going to take a little while to kind of complete and to do and to put all your figures in because it will ask you to calculate your current expenses. So you need to be looking at your personal situation and what you're kind of spending every month, right? It's going to also ask you, you know, what your ideal income is, what's your ideal working hours, all that kind of stuff. So take some time, set some time aside to kind of do this maybe after you've listened to this episode. And then once obviously you've put all your figures in, the calculator is going to do do its thing, do all the hard work for you. And down the bottom, it's going to spit out your personal figure around what you should be charging per hour. Now, like I said, if you have any trouble accessing it, have any trouble working it out, then send me a DM on Instagram and I'll be able to help you out with it. But now that we've covered all of that, all the kind of admin around how to use it, let's actually get into the episode. So like I said, pricing yourself is a very personal thing and there's often a lot of barriers around coming up with prices and setting prices and, you know, building up, you know, packages and offers and all that kind of stuff, you know. So I wanted to touch on a money mindset thing because it revolves all around that. And one of the biggest things I see come up for my students who are complete beginners is that they input their figures into this calculator. It spits out an hourly rate and they go, oh, no, 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 I'm a beginner. I need to charge way less than this. Like 
who would I be to charge that amount per hour? And it really comes back to them thinking that they don't have any experience as a virtual assistant, or maybe they don't know what their unique selling point is. And so they feel like they need to set a low rate in order to try and kind of get into the market to land their first client. You know, they think that having that lower rate is actually going to help them when it comes to landing those ideal clients and growing their business. But in reality, it can actually do the opposite. So my, if, if you feel like that, my question to you is, are these the types of clients that you actually want to land anyway, right? If you are charging a really low rate, do you actually want clients who are willing to accept that? You know, do you want to be working for less than $20 an hour for somebody who doesn't actually care about you, who just wants it done as quickly and as cheaply as possible? Because if that's the case, why don't you want to be a VA? You know, you could go and work for somebody else and not actually have to worry about sourcing your own clients, not have to worry about contracts, not have to worry about your taxes, putting away money for super, not having to worry about expenses, all that kind of stuff. As a contractor, as a business owner, you need to be changing your perception around pricing, around your worth and what is a reasonable amount for a beginner or a broad VA because I know there's, you know, (laughs) some talk around if you are offering a broad service as a VA, you should be charging less compared to somebody who's niche down. We're going to talk about that a bit later, but let's go back to, you know, an employee versus a VA for a second. All right. I mentioned this and the differences in the first episode, but I wanted to kind of touch on it again in terms of pricing, right? So if you're an employee who's earning, let's say $20 per hour, the business owner hiring you, your boss is also additionally paying tax, super, holidays, bonuses on top of that, which you will never see. It doesn't actually go into your bank account, right? So you as an employee, you probably cost your boss, your business owner around $40, $45 per hour just to have you. Now, don't quote me on these figures. They're just estimates, but hopefully you get the point, right? So as a virtual assistant, if you're then charging your clients $20 per hour, because that's what you've been getting as an employee, you're selling yourself short because when you charge and when you set your rates, you can't just charge for your time. You also need to account for paying your own tax, paying your super, holidays, expenses. So even though you're receiving the same $20 per hour in your bank account that you would if you're an employee, you're actually earning probably closer to $10, $12 per hour once you take out your tax and your super and your holidays and money for expenses. And I know this. Because this is the exact mistake I made when I started my business. I went back and I looked at my very first client and what I charged them. And I worked out that I actually ended up working for $13 per hour, which is well, well under the minimum wage. And not only was it like kind of illegal because you're working for well under the minimum wage, but it also caused me more headaches as I had nightmare clients who literally didn't care about me, who just wanted literally the work done as quick and as cheap as possible. And when I actually realized the mistake that I made, the rookie error that I made, and I was like, oh, like I need to increase my income. Um, I nearly doubled my rate and I lost clients. So learn from my mistake because odds are, if you want to work as a virtual assistant, you want to do it so that your income's not capped. You want to do it so that you not only have a better work-life balance, but also so that you can actually make more money at the same time. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Now, when I ask my students, like, why? What's your why? What? Why do you want to become a virtual assistant? A lot of the reasons revolve around money. Now, it's not always like just financial freedom, even though that is like a big one that comes up. But it also comes around of like, I want to be able to help my parents out. I want to give my children a better life. 
all of those things come up and whether you like to think about it or not it revolves around money and that's okay it's nothing nothing wrong with wanting more money that doesn't make you greedy it's okay to want more okay so let's just get that right out of the way but if you want to reach those goals you obviously can't be charging only $20 per hour all right so what I want you to do is put your goals and put your vision above your fears or your self-doubt all right you are worth more so charge your worth now that we've covered that let's talk about creating offers and packages and there's sort of two ways that you can kind of price yourself and create those offers so you could have a standard per hour rate where you say like here's my rate per hour and then at the end of the month you invoice them for the number of hours you've worked okay it's a really common way the second way which is my favorite way to create offers, is you can have packages. So for example, you'll say for X amount of money, I'll give you X amount of things or deliverables, right? Now, I always, always, always encourage my students and VAs that I work with and VAs that I speak to to start creating packages rather than standard rates. And I wanted to go into that a little bit more so that you can actually start your business with a really solid foundation and take that you know step in the right direction, all right? Your time is capped, which means it's much harder to increase your income with an hourly rate because you either need to charge more per hour or you need to increase your hours. And if you're already working 40 hours, you can't increase your hours. So therefore, you need to increase your rate over and over and over again. And that can be kind of like awkward, right? Also, with an hourly rate, you are essentially punished for getting quicker and better at your job because the work that you put out over time gets better and takes less time, but you're still earning the same amount per hour, which means overall you're earning less. Now I want to put this into context and give you like an example, right? So let's say you are hired as a virtual assistant to write blog posts. Now your first time you ever do it, the first week, it might take you five hours and let's say you're charging $40 per hour. So for that one post, you're earning $200. But six months later, it might only take you two hours to do that exact same task and write that one blog post. Yet you're still earning that same $40 rate. So for that one blog post, you're now earning $80 total. That means you're losing $120, even though you've done it quicker and it's better quality. Do you see my point? So that's why I recommend packages, because like I said, the more you do it, the quicker you get, and that means you get to earn more. So let's use that same blog example again, right? So imagine instead of charging $40 per hour to do that, you charge a standard rate of I charge $200 per blog post. You're still making the original $40 per hour in the beginning because you know that it's going to take you five hours to complete. But six months down the track, you're still earning $200 for the blog post, but it's only taking you two hours to do. So that means you're no longer working for $40 per hour, but $100 per hour. So this means you're not only earning more for the work you're putting out, but you can also now take on more clients for the other three hours that you've saved. So you could be earning another two, $300 in those hours, or you don't, and you just have more time to relax and have fun, yet you're still earning the same amount. So this is how you see virtual assistants all over Instagram, making those, you know, five, 10K months and those 100K years, right? They're all using packages. Now you can do a little bit of a hybrid offer, I still tend to classify this as a package, but it is more of a hybrid offer. And I offer this type of package for my clients. So this is where you would have a standard hourly rate, but it's bundled into a package. So for example, I offer a 20 hour per month package and a 40 hour per month package. I lock these clients in on a retainer, which means they need to work with me for three, six or 12 months 
to secure this package and these hours then can be used across whatever tasks they need for that time because I'm a broad VA. So that way it can be used across whatever tasks that they need over that time. It's not with just specific deliverables, but these hours, they must be used up inside that month. They don't carry over. So this is a really good second option and one that is good if you're like me, if you want to just be offering broad VA packages who offer a range of services, but you know, don't have those standard deliverables because it still means that you can have consistent income coming in. You're still able to allocate those hours and those times to your client. But if you are doing that, like I said, your time is limited. So don't forget to charge more because it's limited with this option, okay? So now that we've kind of covered those two, kind of three different package options and where you can kind of create those offers, let's go back to pricing those packages for a second. Because another objection that I hear is that you should charge less as a broad VA compared to somebody who has a specialized or, you know, niche down into a particular area. And I don't agree. And I want to kind of go into that a little bit more, right? I think that both options have their merit, but obviously for different reasons. So if you want to niche down to be a copywriter or you want to specialize in lead generation, then you're going to be more of an expert in those areas than somebody who is a broad VA. However, you can't offer as many things as a broad VA. So your value to a potential business owner is different based on what their needs are. So if the business owner, for example, wants somebody to write sales pages, they're not going to be valuing a broad virtual assistant compared to somebody who specializes specifically into writing sales pages because the result, the deliverables won't be delivered as quick and they probably won't be as good quality as somebody who is an expert in that field. However, if the business owner is needing help you know to do a range of tasks to keep their website up and running they want someone to help them create content for their socials they want someone to create worksheets and client documents for their business right they're not going to value somebody who's a specialist because they would need to then put three times the effort three times the money into training different contractors who specialize in websites and social media and graphic design so therefore somebody who is you know a right-hand person who could help them in all of their areas is going to be of more value So as you can see, it depends on the perceived value as to whether or not someone's going to hire you. Now, I classify myself as a broad VA. And the reason why I love being a virtual assistant is because I could never decide on just one thing. You know, I felt pulled in all the different directions. I wanted to do it all. And now I get to, yet my clients will still pay me thousands of dollars, even though I don't have a niche, even though I haven't, you know, specialized into one particular thing. And that's purely because I have a broad skill set, which to my clients is more valuable than me having, you know, niche down into one area. Now, being able to do lots of things and do them well is an asset to my clients. You know, they can pay me to do it all rather than hire and train multiple contractors. So just because there is that hype word around niching down, know that it's not your only option, okay? And if you're interested in becoming a virtual assistant, but you don't know how to niche down or you feel pulled in lots of directions, especially in the beginning, I know how overwhelming it can be, especially when you're like, I just don't know. Don't worry about it. Just start with exactly where you are. Just start as a broad VA and you can just stay as a broad VA if you want to, right? And on the flip side, if you're a business owner and you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant and you're thinking, oh, maybe a broad VA, you know, the quality of work is not going to be as good as somebody who is a, you know, like a specialist in whatever area, 
I want you to kind of look into what your goals are deeper, right? Think about how beneficial having one right-hand person would be who has experience in lots of different areas compared to having, you know, five different contractors. Imagine the time and money that you're actually saving by communicating and training just the one person instead of five. That in itself is valuable and worth its price, okay? So like I said, if you fall in love with a particular area, by all means, niche down, specialize in that area and become the expert. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with niching down. I'm not trying to like shit all over it. There is like merit to it and you can create really unique packages and charge, you know, more for your expertise in that way. But you, you don't need to if, if you're worried about that, all right? So just keep that in mind. And I also want to remind you that when it comes to pricing, it's a very personal thing, right? So to one person, a $30 handbag is going to be expensive. Yet to somebody else, a $5,000 handbag might be really cheap, all right? It's just how you value it. It's the, the perceived value, all right? So don't devalue yourself. There's ideal clients out there who's going to pay you regardless of whatever you set your rate to. Your price is not your unique selling point. So stop lowering your prices to land clients. Instead, focus on putting yourself in front of the people who are going to value the work that you do. Hopefully you found this episode valuable. Now, don't forget to sign up for the calculator. I would love to also hear your thoughts on today's episode and on the calculator. So make sure you send me a DM and I will get back to you. But next week, we're continuing with our VA series. We're halfway through now and I am so excited for the next few episodes. So we're going to be talking about how you can land your first client or your next client in next week's episode. So until then, go out there raise those prices, create those packages, and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye. 